Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Ion Veterans ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the app today. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. This podcast is supported by FedEx. FedEx offers fast delivery, more visibility, simple returns, and weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. population on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. With FedEx, you get picture-proof of delivery, ensuring you always know where your package is. Returns are simple with packageless and paperless returns. Plus, FedEx Ground is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. So, what are you waiting for? See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx. There are nearly 20 million military vets in the U.S. And each week, we focus on their stories. This is CBS Eye on Veterans. Welcome to CBS Eye on Veterans. I'm Navy vet and journalist Phil Briggs, reporting for ConnectingVets.com. Now our discussion today begins with the help of our sponsor, University of Maryland Global Campus. This coming week, they're hosting a military and veteran networking event on Tuesday, May 2nd in Adelphi, Maryland. And the event will highlight national, regional, and even local support services available to vets and their families. I wanted to go a step further and find out exactly what these groups do and how veterans can benefit from their services. So we're going to meet three veterans who are really changing lives. One helps veterans directly connect with Fortune 500 executives who can deliver personal mentorship on how to succeed in the career marketplace. Another offers energetic one-on-one coaching on how to succeed after the military and will help everyone get out of a rut and fix their current situation. And yet another one offers vets a future by examining, documenting, and preserving the past. And it opens the door to careers in anthropology, archaeology, and more. We'll start with military veteran Eric Brew, the manager of military outreach and engagement for American Corporate Partners. Eric, welcome to CBS Eye on Veterans. Thank you, Phil. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, man. Tell me about real quick, DD-214, Cliff Notes, where'd you serve? What'd you do? Oh, man. So I started in the Marine Corps back in the 90s. I served my first tour there, and then uh, I got out. And uh, and then I joined the Army uh, shortly after 9-11. Spent the next 20 years and 21 years in the Army, so I served for just over 25 years. Nice. Corporate background now. We're going to get to what you do in just a second. Uh, let's talk to Dr. Xavier Bruce, founder yes, and CEO, uh, Uplift Energy Coaching. Tell me a little bit about yourself. Retired Air Force Lieutenant Colonel, Air Force Academy grad, 2000, doctorate of business administration, now focusing on self-leadership and resilience building among the BOVOC community. BOVOC stands for Black and Other Veterans of Color. Uh, there are some disparities that we're looking at addressing uh, so that we can 
thrive during our life transitions. Uh, once we are out here in the civilian workforce, how are we getting through the different types of stress and anxiety that can lead to isolation, depression? Uh, so basically what I'm doing is uh, suicide prevention, but in a different way. Right on. What's your catchphrase? You jumped on with it when you first jumped on the call. Absolutely love it. Go yes, ahead. yes. Inspire, empower, uplift your damn self. <laughs> Absolutely love it. And don't we all need to uplift our own damn self sometimes? Uh, can't wait to hear more about how you're going to make that happen. Let's stick the intro landing with Kimberly Blanke, uh, Assistant Project Management for the Veterans Curation Program down there in the great state of Georgia. I've said a lot of words there. I still don't even know what it is. Kimberly, tell me a little bit about yourself, where you served, and what you do. So I am the Assistant Project Manager for the Veterans Curation Program that's contracted and run by New South Associates currently. Um, I did spend four years in the Marine Corps as a combat engineer, and then I decided that I could better assist my fellow service members and veterans by volunteering my own time and really enjoying life on the civilian side, especially through the Veterans Curation Program. So that's what I'm doing these days. Very cool. Veterans Curation Program. As I looked at the website, I saw words like archaeologists and I saw words about like historical collections. And tell me a little bit about what it is a veteran does or what it is that this Veterans Curation Program does with veterans. You had a really cool story there. So back in 2008, 2009 timeframe, Dr. Sonny Trimble, who was the director of the cultural center of expertise for archaeology and um, archival records. They led the mass graves investigation in Iraq that ultimately got Saddam Hussein convicted of war crimes. And whenever he came home, he had a lot of veterans that had protected him and kept him alive while he was there that didn't have any jobs. And he had a lot of collections under the stewardship of the Army Corps of Engineers that really needed to be processed and brought up to federal repository standards. He said to himself, how can I use one pot of money to achieve both missions. And he was able to develop a curriculum where we are able to teach veterans who have no idea anything about archaeology before they touch the collections to be able to process them and have them ready to go for future research. Very cool. Very cool. And archaeology, a huge part of some of the stories we cover at connectingvets.com, because I know that we work with um, a lot of the organizations that discover the missing in action. We bring home those that have been lost uh, during battles in World War II. Looking back sometimes can be as enriching now, you know, as it is for students and kids in history class. I mean, like being a part of that history, being a part of documenting those collections can really just be so dang interesting to the point that like just last week we did a, 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 almost an entire episode on revolutionary war soldiers discovered in South Carolina. So um, if you have a taste for history, it sounds like the work you're doing is opening a lot of doors for veterans. And uh, we'll get into that uh, in just a few minutes. Let's jump back to mentorship with Eric Brew of American Corporate Partners. Tell me now, you know, it almost sounds like a job board, almost sounds like a place where you can go and get jobs. Tell me about what you're doing in American Corporate Partners, how veterans can benefit from it. I appreciate that, Phil. So, you know, we're, we are not a placement agency, right? We're not a staffing company. Uh, we are a 501c3 veteran nonprofit who focuses primarily on one niche area, and that is mentorship. And we do it very, very well. We focus on mentorship, career counseling, uh, professional networking, and such. Uh, we've been around since 2008. So we've been around for a while. We've got about 15 years under our belt. Um, in that time, we've had over 26,000 folks come through our program. Um, the program is incredible. It's a one-year mentorship 
with an industry professional uh, to help you figure out how to land where you where you want to be. Whether you're a transitioning service member trying to pivot from your you know your career in the military, or you're a veteran who's trying to pivot careers, or you're a military spouse who's trying to figure out what's next after a new PCS. American Corporate Partners gets in the gets in the ring for you and alongside of you. And we've got an incredible staff that really just works to find you a great mentor. The mentors come from our partner companies, which is incredible. We have about 120 Fortune 500, Fortune 100, and even some Fortune 50 companies that partner with us. And the mentors come from within the walls of those companies. And so they are volunteer mentors who spend time with you as a, as a, as a protege, helping you understand whether it's credentialing you need to look at, or it's uh, a way to write a resume, or it's the way you should interview for a particular industry. They really work hard to help you navigate that line. And so it's an incredible program. I'm very proud to be a part of it. We've got a great mission. And um, yeah, it's, it's a, it's an important, it's an important part of our transition. No doubt. You said yourself, you and your wife are both alums of this program. You both had some time with, you know, a major corporate professional to help you hone and refine yourself, your professional abilities. Talk to me about what your experience was like. Oh my gosh. I, um, so when I first, when I first left the army, I, uh, I, I, I heard about ACP, right? And, and I pushed him off to the right. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I, I didn't, I didn't join the program right off the bat, mostly because I self-selected out of the program. I thought here I am the quintessential knuckle dragging grunt, right? I was an infantry guy for 25 years. Um, at the time did not have a completed degree. I was a senior NCO. I was clearly not who ACP was looking for, right? I was going to be a waste of someone's time. And that, and that, and so I just self-selected out of the program. Having been through the program, Having, having, having now gone through the program, having now spent a year with a mentor, I realized that was probably the biggest miss in my, in my transition. Uh, I wish I would have done it right off the bat. I think it would have been impressive because what we like to do is we like to get involved uh, with a transitioning service member about 12 months before they go on terminal leave. That gives them real industry relevant information as they're getting ready to walk out the door of the military. But at any rate, when, when I went through the program, I, I learned quickly and I remembered mentors, right? I had lots of mentors for 25 years. I, I knew what a mentor looked like, what they walked like, what they talked like. As I navigated into the civilian world, I realized I, it's, I can't find a mentor. It's not as easy to identify a mentor in the civilian space just because someone sits at the head of a board or, or has supervisor in their title or it doesn't make them a great mentor, right? And so um, having someone help me navigate finding that mentor in the industry, I wanted to be in veteran nonprofit, so they found me a nonprofit you know, expert. Um, Gwen has become an important part of my life. We, my mentorship is over. We still speak at least once a month. Um, but it, it got to the point that we were zooming and texting and emailing and, and phone calls three and four times a month. It was incredible. I just devoured information because she was helping me understand what I needed to do to translate some of my, my military experience into that elusive language of civilian needs. She was helping me understand how to how to, how to recognize that I was bigger than the infantry box I had been in for so long, that I had more than I brought to the table. Um, and then she taught me how to build a board of mentors. And so that's now something that I, I'm a real big fan of. I have a board of mentors. I have lots of friends that are peer mentors and lots of friends that I, I you know, bounce ideas off of. But I have a core, core mentor board of five. And Gwen sits at the head of it. She is at the chair of my board. And so um, it's a it's an incredible process. My my wife, when she went through the program, initially she was she was a logistics officer in the in the army. And when she got out, she's gonna stay in logistics, and that's what her mentor was kind of geared towards. And quickly she realized that's not what she wanted to do. And so now she has she has gone, she they pivoted her mentorship, found her a, a entrepreneurial mentorship, a mentor, 
And now she is building her own business, which is incredible to watch. It's a lot of fun to watch her just uh, figure out the new things and learn something new. Uh, but watching her navigate that is really cool. And then my daughter-in-law is in the program as well, again, with an entrepreneurial mentor. So again, we have these great corporate partners. That only makes up 80% of our mentors. The other 20% come out of our what we call our citizens program. That's uh, small businesses. It is individuals. It is real estate agents and, and DOD employees and law enforcement and some of these other niche areas that, that don't necessarily have a corporate tag with it. But we've got, we've got over 5,000 mentors in the program that are standing by ready to help. So, yeah. What I supposed to like about that is it's not always necessarily about finding you that job or we're hiring at company XYZ. It's about what do you see when you look in the mirror? And a lot of people only see this one thing. You know, we've all been in service. We've all, we were shaped and molded into being a military member. And there's so much more underneath the hood that we can do, that we can be. And I think without a third party looking at you, analyzing you, getting to know you on a few Zoom calls, starting a friendship and a relationship with you, you don't see those things because you're still looking in the mirror going, man, look at me, my haircut. I am still E9. I am still senior chief. I am still that. And you're so much more than that. We are all so much more than just the two-dimensional reality of our resume. So um, rock on, man. That sounds so cool. A couple follow-up questions for you in a minute, but I want to get to Dr. Xavier Bruce because you have a lot of uh, initials after your name. And then I see Uplift Energy Coaching. And from talking to you for 60 seconds, I could tell that you are a motivator and a mentor yourself. Tell me about what, uh, tell me about what Uplifting Coaching does and uh, a little bit about you, man. Yeah, so the whole idea of Uplift came about when I was in, Afghanistan, 2011, dealing with rocket attacks and Iraqi marriage at the same damn time. So there was this one morning, rocket exploded not too far away. I run out to the bunker. I'm there by myself. I'm an early bird, so I'm there by myself. And, you know, I just knew that something changed. And I was not comfortable going to military medical care at the time. You know, I had a top secret clearance. I was getting close to retirement and the stigma surrounding what is PTSD. I did not want to gamble with that. So um I was, of course, I mentioned to you, I was estranged from my wife at the time. My brother and I, we weren't on good terms. I didn't have anyone to turn to. But after I finished praying, I said, you know what, I got to uplift my damn self. And fast forward, I finished up my doctorate in Afghanistan, and I found a way to get into a coaching program so that I can build some practical skills to turn around and help those service members and veterans like me, who is an introvert. And I just, I need to learn on my own. I need to have some principles that I can have at top of mind. That way, when I'm in the moment, I can uplift myself and not go into this feeling of isolation and depression. So I combined my doctoral research my life coaching certification, and then just life, 24 years, going through the academy experience, going through the officership experience, being deployed, adding that to the research and the life coaching certification, I built a framework called strategic energetic transition. Basically, these are strategies to help you transition your energetic self-perception. Basically, how do you feel about your damn self? From catabolic energy to anabolic energy, from negative, my life sucks, I lose, why did I go into the military, why did I get out, 
when I did, why did I retire? That's victim energy, level one. But I'm coaching our veterans on going from victim to victory. So as you know, if it's not an acronym, it does not exist, right, in the military. So victim to victory is going from level one, victim to instigator, to cooperator, to tender lover, opportunist, regulator, all the way to your best self. So you go from victim to victory. And that's just step two. Step one, you got to figure out what the hell is going on. You have to figure out what the energy block is. That's why it's called uplift energy coaching, because we're removing energy blocks. And there are six types of stress that mess up the way that we show up. Mess up is an acronym for mental, emotional, spiritual, social, universal, and physical. Now you've heard of those five, but that sixth one, that universal, how is your universe set up? How is your world set up? Space, environment, time, not just headspace, but your physical space. Where are you living? What is your environment like? What is your idea of time management versus decision management? So that's one and two, but step three, make a command decision. Now it's time to make a command. And again, this is self-leadership. There's Thousands of books on leading others, but not many on how do you lead yourself, especially as veterans. So what I've done is I've created what's called the Conduit. Conduit is a care coordination and claims clinic, especially for Black and other veterans of color, because I'm not sure how many people know this, but Black veterans account for a third of our nation's homeless veteran population, so 33%. Black veterans are twice as likely to live in poverty than their counterparts. And lastly, uh, recently, a study by the Department of Veteran Affairs revealed that as much as as much as a 57 percent denial rate for PTSD claims faced by black veterans over the past two decades. So what I'm doing is grassroots here in the Maryland area, building a claims clinic care coordination so that it's not just a claims clinic, but you're also getting navigated. I've teamed up with two or three 501c3 nonprofits so I can be more nimble and act speed, agility, quickness, so that we can offer VA benefits, self-leadership, holistic wellness, suicide prevention, financial resilience, entrepreneurship, referral networking, as well as business card exchange. So it's it's holistic. It's how do we get to where we need to be? How do we meet the veteran uh, where they are? So that's a monthly event, the conduit. I also have a first Friday vet working, not networking, but vet working. Again, we're trying to network. We're trying to rebuild that esprit de corps, that camaraderie that we no longer have. Now we're veterans out here. No one understands us. They don't, they think we're crazy. They think, you know, don't talk to him or her because, you know, they're not quite right. Uh, well, guess what? We're building that ecosystem of producers and consumers, producers of, of stories and knowledge and experience and consumers of those stories as well. And I also uh, created a boot camp, a self-leadership development boot camp, because the ability to build self-leadership skills has never been more important. Uh, so that's Uplift in a nutshell. Wow. Absolutely love how you made this from doctoral research, 
You've got vast experience as an officer, which is like basically a second father for a lot of people in the military. You know, I mean, senior enlisteds and some of those officers are the first people you turn to with your life problems. And you've managed to kind of stitch all that together into a program that doesn't teach you how to lead outwardly, but to lead yourself, to look inwardly and really pull yourself up out of a situation out of like a, you know, I don't want to use a fancy big word here, but like a paradigm shift, like change the way you're looking at your own situation and actually find tools and resources, steps that you can enact in order to uplift. And I'm going to quote you here, your own damn self. I, I absolutely love that. As we get back to Kimberly Blanky there with the Veterans Curation Project in Georgia. And uh, share with me a real world example of like a veteran that came to you that uh, started working with some of these historical collections and getting them ready for, uh, you know, their next phase, which I'm assuming is being presented or being cleaned up well enough to be put on display somewhere, whether it's a Smithsonian or whether it's a battleground museum. Share with me a little bit about the change it made in someone's life. Oh my gosh, it's actually really hard to think of just one person because as a program whole, I mean, we've got four locations, uh, one in San Mateo, California, St. Louis, Missouri, Augusta, Georgia, and then also over there in Alexandria, Virginia, we've helped, holy moly, almost 800 veterans. So uh, actually, you know what? I'm going to go with a good friend of mine. His name is Nate. He and I actually served together and he ended up, so I found the program several years prior. I came back and I started working as a manager and I saw him on Facebook one day and he just posted something about having a really hard time, not knowing what he wanted to do, finding a community. He just was genuinely lost. Like, what, what do I do? I hadn't talked to him in several years and I reached out and was like, Hey man, we are currently hiring. Just fill out your application. I can't promise anything because, you know, nepotism, I'm not going to do that. But I will still, by all means, I would love to talk to you about the program. Let's see. And he comes in and he got hired two weeks before the pandemic hit. And things were a bit crazy pants. And, you know, those stay-at-home orders, we're not really sure what to do. And we ended up still being able to bring him on along with a couple other gentlemen. And he went from not really being sure what he wanted to do, where he wanted to go, nothing like that. He had gone to school to be a teacher. That just wasn't really his jam. Um, and now he is working with the Missouri Veterans Commission as a VSO and actively assisting veterans every single day with their claim. And he goes out of his way every single day. I'm just in awe of him every day of making sure that every single veteran that walks into his office is well taken care of because he knew what it was like to not be well taken care of. And he always wants to do better for every single person that walks in that door. And he went from, you know, processing those collections where we are just dusting off those old artifacts and putting them in bags for repositories to now being able to assist veterans in that arena. And it's just so beautiful to have watched that transition. Is there something about looking into the past that helps you reframe your own future? 100%. So we love to use the tagline heroes preserving history because we're not just preserving, you know, just some random person's history. We're preserving our nation's history. That's us. That's why we joined. We wanted to do something to benefit our nation. So what better way to continue to assist to benefit our nation than to continue to process our history and make sure that it is available for future research and potential exhibits at various areas. 
Very cool. And lastly, uh, what is really cool artifacts that you either have worked on uh, with the organization or that you've personally touched or that you've been a part of? I mean, you got, you got anything really cool, like George Washington's teeth or, you know, I mean. We're not quite that cool. We don't have George Washington's teeth. But in this collection, it's from a Civil War era fort in Fort Ellsworth, Kansas. We have a single die. So, you know, like I said, it's dice, one single die. And it still has the tax stamp from King Henry on it. And it is made of bone. And it is by far one of the coolest things. What makes it even cooler is that it was found not far from um, a hand stamped, like from that soldier's dog tag. And we were able to research exactly who it was based on the roster of soldiers stationed at that specific fort. And we were able to do some good research and figure out who that belonged to. So I'd say that those two are probably my favorite. Now, I totally understand why they say rolling dice is rolling them bones sometimes. That's, yes. uh, yeah, <laughs> who, who knew they were actually made of bone? Ugh. Right? It's so cool. All right, let's uh, wrap with you there, Kimberly. And tell me real quick, where do I get more information about the Veterans Curation Project? Oh, you can go to the veteranscurationprogram.org and you can check out all the fun stuff that we're doing. If you've got anybody that's interested in applying, there's a fun how to apply button there for you. And, you know, we're accepting applications year round. So fill one out. I'd love to see it. Working arm in arm with archaeological digs and working on historical artifacts. Uh, If you are a lover of history, that sounds like a great, great place to start. Uh, Eric, let's jump back to you with American Corporate Partners. Uh, Tell me a little bit, just one. One sage piece of advice you got when you were coming out of being an infantryman and all the messages, who should I be? What do I do? What's the trending new thing? I need to get a job in. What Was there a moment when one of those corporate mentors, was there a line or two that, that resonated with you that you still keep in your heart? Yeah. So I, um, I learned really quickly. I was told I had to figure out my why. It, what, what is, what is the thing, right? We got to go find the what, but but, but figuring out my why, why do I want to do what I want to do? And that led me to a point where I figured out that I get some of the world's greatest advice from my mentors. I really do. It, but a great synonym for advice is opinion. And I still have to be the CEO of my transition. I still have to be in charge. I take in this information. I process it. I still have to make the decision. The army's not going to do it for me anymore. So I have to figure out my why. I have to take in my advice and listen to those opinions. And then I have to translate that into how I'm going to move forward. I got to make that an action plan and I've got to be in charge. Find your why. And you're right. Uh, what's the line there again about opinion? So much advice is often a, a, a great synonym for advice is, is opinion. It is cool to hear that. And that to be able to understand the why is probably at the core of making the best possible decision. And when it comes to trying to get onto a new career field, yeah, you really want to be fully invested in that decision and knowing the why. Psychiatrists could have a lot of fun with that statement, but but it is essential that we understand the why we're doing what we do. These mentorships sound like an incredible resource that uh, you make available to veterans each and every day. Tell me about where I get more information from America Corporate Partners. Absolutely. You can follow your, you can go to uh, www.acp-usa.org. That's our website. Um, and I'll tell you, I'm a, I'm a sucker for a great cup, a cup of coffee and a great conversation. So you can connect with me on LinkedIn. Um, I am the military engagement manager and the manager of outreach. So I, I have no issues sitting down with somebody to have a great conversation. Right on. And you'll be able to hook us up with that person that can actually help, help us steer our own ship. 
So that's amazing. And uh, it's a Navy reference there for all of my diverse <laughs> service member backgrounds there. I know we've got Marines and Army, and I hear an Air Force guy there. So uh, <laughs> Dr. X, man, so quotable here. I can just hear I, – I'm teeing you up here to just give me something I'm, I'm going to remember all day, I'm sure. Um, let me hear an example of somebody that came to you that just – needed the medicine you're giving them. Tell me how you're able to get them there. So at the conduit, we have a panel discussion. I call it the hour of power. And this panel discussion has, it's led by a a suicide prevention program manager out of Fort Meade. And we have three to four panel members there. And this is at the conduit. Remember, I said that, hey, this is not just a claims clinic. This is an experience. This is a psychologically safe space. And this past month, we had Annapolis. We had it in Annapolis at the American Legion post 141. And most of the panel were were women, uh, female veterans. And this space was so psychologically safe that they were comfortable vulnerable and transparent about uh, some of the reasons why they left the military before they really wanted to. And you may know where I'm going with this. Military sexual trauma. And from that conversation, I got the feedback that that particular conduit was the deepest, the most thought-provoking conduit thus far. It created a space, not only for those who felt it cathartic to, to share their story, but also those that may not know much about MST. The fact that whoever is traumatized by this, they end up getting out prematurely. One of the reasons is because there can be victim blaming where something could happen to the the person who was traumatized and they don't feel comfortable in the unit anymore. They could have had the dream of making it a career, making colonel or E9, but something happened to them that they could not overcome and they felt forced out. So when you ask, was there any one in particular? No, I there's numerous people that are being touched and can't wait until the next conduit because they know they're going to get some good groceries, food for thought. It's going to feed their soul at this event. I love the fact that we're gaining more traction each and every conduit. It's once a month. Uh, we try to keep it at like second Saturday, you know, that alliteration there kind of keeps it in mind. You don't, you may not know the date on the calendar, but you know, second Saturday. Rest assured, every month we're going to bring it, we're going to create this space, and and we're going to help people overcome the stress and anxiety associated with life transitions. Mm. I, too, have covered that category before. I've heard some really you know, hard stories to hear, but what I also really take away, not only from their individual stories shared with me, but from what you're doing at this conduit, is that there are there's something to be said for the community that we create as veterans. And when you are around each other and you are able to share with each other your experiences, just knowing you're getting beaten down out there and having no place to go get built back up is 
It's an ugly reality we live in. And I'm so glad that you're making that forum available to our veteran communities, our brothers and sisters, making it available to all those that want to get past that trauma. Because what I've learned, you know, in my 50 years is that you, you don't go around this track enough times without hitting the wall, at least sometimes. And somebody's going to do it some way or another. It's how you recover from that that makes all the difference and i think in the veteran community we have a unique way of being able to uplift each other uh and i guess all pun intended there dr x because (laughs) uplifting is kind of what you're about uh in the last few seconds is there something unique and special we talked about the women issues here uh and the military sexual trauma issues is there something unique and special that the black veteran or the veteran of color uh, you know comes to your um it comes to your organization with, is there a paradigm they need to get over? Is there something that reoccurs some words of wisdom that they need to be aware of specific to their community that I might not understand? Great question. It comes down to self-leadership and resilience and not giving up. The problem that we're having as, as black veterans is when we get out and we feel like we deserve certain benefits, depending on where we go, we may get judged. We may not be asked the right questions. We may get denied certain things and feel like, you know what? I'm just going to give up. Whereas when I'm focusing on the, the dynamic that we have, I'm focusing on, okay, how do you build resilience and how do you, it's not what you know. It's not who you know. It's what you do with what you know and who knows you. So you've gone through basic training. You've done a number of years in the military. You did not give up so quickly when you were going through what you went through in the military. Keep that same energy and let's get what you deserve. Let's not leave funding on the table because guess what? Those homeless numbers that I mentioned before, well, think of, think about how they would be able to sustain themselves if they had some money coming in based on the injuries that they have. And they just need to get into a safe space in order to talk to the right people who are trying to get them the benefits that they deserve. Uh, so that's what we're seeing. We're seeing mm-hmm. veterans saying, oh, finally, I've been wanting to put my claim in. Oh, I've been wanting to Talk to someone about financial resilience, but I don't trust anybody. I don't have anyone in my family and I've made some bad financial decisions. Okay, now I have someone who looks like me, who's professional, who has letters behind their name. Okay, finally, I can get my claim in. I could talk to this person about financial resilience. I could talk to this person about entrepreneurship. Oh, I got a guy here who's willing to share his story about how he, you know, had suicidal ideations. Okay, I have the same issues. I can talk to him. Finally, I can have someone that I can talk to who's willing to share. So that's what it's all about. And um, I think we're going to we're going to change the world one veteran at a time. Yeah, man. And I'll say that the most important word I've heard from both you and Eric there with respect to the professional mentorship is resilience. It is the fact that we are resilient. We can get through. You just need someone to kind of put that boot into you a little bit, sometimes prop you back up and validate what you're feeling. And that to me is, is just incredible. Um, You know, want to thank, thank everybody here on this panel for having this conversation with me about the great things you're able to do to light fires uh, and, you know, to keep the veterans moving forward into their best, best possible years. 
Thank you very much. Uh, Dr. X, how do I get more information about Uplift Energy Coaching? Oh, well, guess what my website is? UpliftYourDamnSelf.com. <laughs> that is not the one they gave me uh, on the introduction, but I am so happy to hear that because I'm never going to forget that one. Uplift Your Damn Self. Is that Y-A-Y-O-U-R? Boom. Oh, yes. oh, okay. Uplift Y-O-U-R Damn Self. Yeah. Looking forward to sharing this one and seeing some raised eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a YouTube channel by the same name. Well, each and every one of you guys doing God's work out there, really helping the veteran community, I think, do incredible things. And uh, Dr. X, man, you, boy, you could, you could motivate me on my worst Monday. So, um, I just, I just thank you all each, uh, for being here and want to thank University of Maryland Global Campus. Their networking event is coming up Tuesday, May 2nd. It is the military and veteran networking event. It's at College Park Marriott Hotel and Conference Center in Adelphi, Maryland. And, uh, you can always get more information. Uh, just look up UMGC and uh, you'll find out all kinds of great things that they're continually doing each and every month. All three of y'all, just proud examples of uh, what we can find through those resources and the veterans that stand in our corner every day. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm Navy veteran and journalist Phil Briggs, and I'll be back again next week to introduce you to more incredible vets when CBS Eye on Veterans returns. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Ion Veterans ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Hi, this is Jill Schlesinger, CBS News business analyst, certified financial planner, and host of the Money Watch podcast. This is the show where your money is not scary and it's not boring. It is a show that's all about you. It's your questions that make it possible for me to provide unconventional and entertaining insights on your money and maybe more importantly, on your life. I'm going to be your financial coach, someone who brings common sense and an insider's perspective on how to manage your money and your emotions. And I promise we are going to have a little bit of fun along the way. Have a question from retirement to career changes to college funding? Just send us an email at askjill at jillonmoney.com. Follow Money Watch wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen ad-free on the Amazon Music or Wondery app.